0: Well, 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 let us begin. Hello. Episode Hello. 114. I hate it when you give the, <laughs> the number because nobody cares about the number.
1: Thank you. What a great note to start off this episode with. Yeah, Hello, well, everyone. Just, Chandler's in a good mood.
0: I give you notes in real time. I actually am kind of in a bad mood. I'm not going to say that I started off this morning, you know, with birds in my hair, like, right. you know, Belle or Snow White, but right. I'm going to try to push through my foul mood for the sake of our listeners.
1: Excellent. Excellent.
0: I appreciate it. <laughs> You're so welcome. All right. So obviously Father's Day weekend was this past weekend, and I still need to give dad a gift. But until then, until I see him this weekend and, you know, give him a, a real gift, I think we should do a few reflections on John because we obviously talk a lot about our mom, but our dad is, is pretty amazing. Our dad is definitely
1: the unsung hero of our family
0: and someone that's just
1: so incredibly special to us and so Mm -hmm. important to us. And I think that our mom has a very big presence and dad is a little more, more low key. He's not about being in the spotlight, but I think he deserves it for a few minutes because he really is such a remarkable person. I mean, I frequently, frequently compare like men to my dad. It's really basically what I do when I meet someone. And they all fall short. So when I especially when I was dating, it was very difficult because I would look at these just like millennial these millennial guy you know, sorry excuses for men across the table in their ankle pants with no socks on, drinking their matcha lattes. And the men of this generation, they just do not, other than Kagan of course, they do not compare to our dad because our dad really has just the work ethic and moral compass and real patience of Job to get biblical again. Yeah,
0: once again, it's true. Also, our dad like schleps the podcast and like spreads the word. He told me about how he we went to a marketing conference a few months ago for his, like his law firm, and while he was there, he recommended our podcast to like a woman that he met <laughs> who like liked pop culture. I don't know like how that stuff came up but then he showed me the email afterwards where she had, he had sent her a link to my dad is literally entering the giveaway every freaking week every every month dad enters it we don't obviously without even meaning to because he's yeah. spreading the word he he sent her the link via email she responded was like I'll listen. i'm going to listen on my my drive or whatever" anyways he's doing the good work it's
1: very sweet he's the opposite of ashamed like our mom he no. is very very sweetly proud of it and i think that you know, one of one of my key memories of dad, honestly, is just an image I have of him of I have so many memories of my dad doing dishes, like doing the dishes. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is like he would just come home after a long day of work and basically roll up his sleeves and like he was just such a active participant in family life in terms mm-hmm. of like cooking dinners, cleaning yeah. up. He right. was just so hardworking. And like every Sunday we would go to our grandma's house and my dad would literally cook for our entire extended family 75% of the time. He would do all the prep. This is Mm -hmm. on his Sunday, like on his one of his days off his Saturdays were probably were most of the time spent schlepping people to their various sporting events. And I just, I look at that and I realize like I had no I had no concept of the fact that my parents had basically no time off. They had zero right. time off. They were zero either working off. on family stuff or they were mm-hmm. working. Period. That was yeah. it. Like yeah. they had yeah. no time to themselves. And I just, I just really, really appreciate what an incredibly loyal and dedicated person dad has always yeah. been to our family.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. We love you, Dad. Happy Father's Day. Okay,
1: so we have a lot to get into this we have a lot to get into today and I'm very excited. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Kardashians? Do you want to start with Gwyneth and Brad Pitt? Do you wanna start with what do, what do you want where do you wanna go?
0: I want to let's begin with the Kardashians. Okay, great. I did not realize that this was such a short season. Do you feel gypped? Yes, I absolutely feel gypped. I
1: absolutely feel gypped. And I also felt like the finale was the worst episode of them it all.
0: beyond lackluster. It was so boring. It was so boring. I feel like it was totally anticlimactic. Like, they honestly, they should have put, like, their engagement, I don't know, at the, at the end. Like, nothing, I mean, I guess the Tristan stuff came to a head. But even the episode before that was more, like, you know, scintillating.
1: I just felt like when we saw the scene of Chloe in her closet, perfectly glammed, packing up a box, mm-hmm. like this is where it just starts to become manufactured because we know for a fact that Chloe's not gonna be touching any yes. of his clothes. Assistants will pack up his stuff. Chloe is like Chloe packing that one box in her otherwise pristine oh closet while in full glam. Yes. It just seems yes. so
0: staged. It was it was extremely contrived. Also, just kind of sad, like, if the producers came to me and were like, hey, and we actually want to shoot a scene where you're packing up Tristan's stuff. Like, I would have been like, absolutely not. I've done this way too many times. I'm not going to, like, lean into the tropes. I just want to, like, move on, you know, or at least let's, like, let's show a hot scene of me working out, you know, talking about it.
1: But that's the thing. And I appreciate that Chloe wanted to put her best foot forward here. Who wouldn't? But that's not what, you know, keeps my eyeballs on the screen. Yeah. Okay. Because he, seeing Chloe basically get very PC, just very like, you know, girl empowerment, rah, rah, mm-hmm. whatever. Somewhat unemotional responses to this betrayal. For me, I just, it felt boring to watch.
0: Yep. Yep. Totally boring. I also, I don't know. I don't want to, sh- none of this is her fault, but I just really will feel disappointed if her and Tristan ever get back together again.
1: They never will, but I, but I think we all over not. Tristan. Like I'm bored even talking oh, yeah. about him right now. Like it's right, boring right. Absolutely. at this point. Yeah. We've seen it enough.
0: Yeah. I, I hope that she finds someone amazing. I am. Gl- I thought it was interesting though. When Kim said to her, like, this is just evidence, more evidence that he is not a person you should be having another child with. Did you capture right. that? Right. Yes, I did. Like, that's just like such a sister moment, you know, where you can be extremely honest and just be like, do not try to have another kid with this person. Like, clearly they're wrong for you.
1: Right, right. Um, well, I also thought it was interesting how they completely, and kind of this is moving on from Tristan, but how they completely yeah. just did not talk about the Travis Scott thing at all. And, no.
0: Yep, that was fully intentional.
1: Of course. And I think yeah. that, that that also led to it feeling kind of contrived. Did you yeah. know that the meeting that that Courtney, Kim, Chris, and Corey had was completely staged? It was no. months after chloe's breakup and oh her really how did they that out because courtney was in the same outfit and had the same manicure as when she left nobu three months after the breakup and they staged <laughs> oh, it to look like it was like you know within
0: that right, week right after yeah family meeting well, it was also like a little bit faked and i could tell it was like a little overacted when kim was like so chloe's not coming over <laughs> also Courtney just on her phone like totally disengaged literally not even engaged at all I mean I think it's kind of intentional that we barely also saw Kylie this season we had like one oh, or two scenes with her
1: what do you think was the purpose of what? that do you think she's just think, getting a lot of work done
0: well I'm sure no 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 I mean I'm, I'm sure she's pregnant I don't know if she wants to film as much when she's pregnant B I'm sure that with Astroworld that maybe just all of the scenes with her oh, were right, gonna look done. bad you know, Duh, and, and compa- I'm so stupid. And, yeah, in hindsight, like even normal scenes with her, people will probably just rip her a new one.
1: Did you see IG Famous by Dana posted about Kylie's, you know, snapback?
0: No, what? Okay, what
1: so I, IG Famous by Dana is an Instagram account that basically Dana is like this internet sleuth. She is a sleuth mm-hmm. behind all celebrity plastic surgery. And she just knows everything in plastic surgery. She's, she's a great follow. She calls out lots of celebrities for getting worked yeah. Um, I don't know. The, maybe the morality of that is like somewhat dubious, but who cares? This is an entertainment podcast. I think, this oh, is not, you thing. know, Aristotelian ethics.
0: I've got a word I want to say on that. I actually follow an account that shows like before and afters for celebrities and calls them out as well. Also just shows like unretouched photos of like, you know, celebrities everywhere. Yeah. And I find it to be really, really helpful for your mental health. Yeah. It's just that, you know, I can understand, okay. Like one of the series that they do is about like literally skin texture and like, okay, this is what like real skin looks like. Not retouched skin. Not everyone's yeah. skin literally looks like Haley Bieber. That's like, you know, the softest skin. Like, you know, when people just have like pillowy skin, that's like what Haley's Haley, Haley Bieber skin looks like. It's not bumpy. There's no like, you know weird like textures and anyways this this account it's called I think social media diversity just posts like the real untouched stuff and I find it to be like soothing almost Where I'm like okay everyone's a normal everyone has a normal body everyone looks good at certain angles not so great from others like we can all hold hands and kumbaya you know our way with that
1: if you ever want to are feeling like you know desperately sad over the fact that you never became famous or a Mm -hmm. celebrity you know going through one one of those dark nights of the soul This morning, every day. A typical afternoon for Chandler. Just go Mm -hmm. on that account because then you'll realize well, at least, you know, the, the, what's the, what's the biblical reference? Like the blood passed over the, the uh, the door, the doorway. Mm -hmm. At least the blood. Of an Instagram account posting completely unedited and harsh lighting photos of you in a bikini, paparazzi photos, every dimple, everything showing. Yeah. At least that, the blood of that passed over your household. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. What? What an extremely graphic, <laughs> unnecessarily graphic metaphor to call upon for this. Unbelievable.
1: I'm sorry, but that is how gruesome and how bad I feel for celebrities because every bikini I photo f- I show, everything yeah. I I post yeah. is carefully selected from you know mm-hmm. hundreds of variations that are not as flattering, right, and right. the idea that yeah. the idea. The idea that all those unedited photos of myself taking that terrible lighting would just be out in the world. Mm -hmm. I can understand why celebrities get a ton of work done because it would just be the pressure would be extreme. But I want to go back to Kylie because so IG famous by Dana posted and she said, "Okay, Kylie gave birth on this date. She said we're going to see videos of her walking on Instagram stories. Then in six weeks, then six weeks from then, we're going to see a flat tummy pic, like in workout clothes. Okay. And then about a month after that, we'll have a bikini snapback photo. So she's snapped back within like 10 weeks or whatever it is. Oh, I thought you meant like
0: snapback as in like a hat. I'm like- What's this hat picture snapped back?
1: <laughs> Got it. No, no, and literally it played out exactly, exactly, really? like to down to the posts. And what it, what 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 Dana said is I'm literally this is scr- the you're you're going to right now.
0: I'm scrambling to her Instagram right now. Let's go. D- okay. Dana
1: said this is the timeline. If you're getting like this tummy tuck, like you know, mommy surgery after after mommy surgery or whatever. When was the bikini photo? Okay, there's a whole reel. So if you go to IG Famous by Dana, she has a reel where she like, you know, gloats that her all her predictions came true.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Yep. Kylie has been showing off her body postpartum a lot. There is a Instagram account that kind of like delves into like celebs bodies and have, if they've done stuff and she had this wild theory that it was so wild that it like kind of held water. That she was like, this is what's going to happen. Kyla's going to give birth. You're going to not see her body for a couple months. Then she's going to show you that she's, like, trying to get back in shape. You're going to see her on a treadmill or, like, whatever. And then she goes, and then in May, this is what the account said. And then in May, she's going to, like, give us kind of, like, a bikini pic. And then, like, we're going to whatever. And this was legit. What? How it went down. And what I would say to that is, like, I don't know. But that's crazy.
1: Well, it's all—it's really the stomach thing because a lot of people snap, snap back really quickly, of course. But the stomach does not have this like crazy snap back that fast. It just doesn't. And yeah, that's why yeah. Kylie at the premiere of the Kardashians, you know, there was no photos of her from the normal paparazzi. If we remember that deep dive, everyone, the, mm-hmm. if we remember that Internet slew thing that went down. I posted all this on Instagram stories for your refresher. Kylie showed up to the Kardashians premiere, the premiere of the Hulu show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. apart from everyone else right. after everyone else. The only photos mm-hmm. that were released were from a private paparazzi agency that would have been hired by the family, like not right. through, not through right. the public photographers. It's like basically mafia. what that, what they, why they did that is so that they could edit all the photos before they were released. And there was no issues with, you know, seeing her real postpartum body. So, yeah, I mean uh, like this family is a family of smoke and mirrors. That is for right, sure. Right, right. Right. That
0: is crazy. So, what what procedure did she have done?
1: Um I I don't know. It's some, some sort of like tummy tuck. Like the 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 procedure that they always give moms
0: or, you know, that moms okay, okay, that get it okay. dye. Yeah. That is such a fascinating Instagram account. I'm going to follow it because I I do just think it's So important to just like shine a light on the fact that like all of this is manicured, all of this is like concocted and perfected for the public. Love them as I do at times. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, let's just, I'm, let's go, let's go back to a couple episodes ago when Courtney sat down with Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Yes. And this is gonna, you know, segue into our next conversation. I just feel like Gwyneth Paltrow is a woman who's much more at ease with her entire self than any mm-hmm. of the Kardashians. And I aspire to be like that than the other way.
1: I f- don't know about that. I think Kendall is extremely confident. I think that not even, Kim is extremely not confident. Even,
0: I'm sure they're confident. I'm not saying they're not confident. I'm just like at ease with like some aging at ease with, oh, you right, know, right. wearing, well, the thing- just, like, I mean, just, like, just literally seeing, and, and they're obviously different ages, I think, Courtney and Gwyneth, but, like, seeing them sitting next to the couch, I was like, oh, wow, these are just, like, two ways to, like, grow old as a woman. Or, like, yeah. not even old, but to just, like, age and, like, you know. <laughs> to grow like, old.
1: To Sorry, enter the that, that was extreme. life. Not,
0: Courtney not, Kardashian is
1: 40 years old, so chill yeah.
0: out. Well, so Gwyneth is, what, 50? Almost 50? 49, yeah. 49. So, like, yeah. So, yeah, different ages, but that's all. That's my little tidbit. I don't know if this, you know, the last 10 minutes was really triggering for everybody, but I hope it wasn't.
1: I think that Gwyneth, I think more be here's the thing. I just think, honestly, aesthetically leading with hotness, leading with sexiness is Mm -hmm. really and not leading with taste is just never the move. I don't care how old you are. I think that you just everyone looks better if they look like they're leading with good taste. And I think yeah. the thing with the Kardashians is they're still just so into leading with sex appeal with, right. you know, super tight stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all right, about right. being nipped and tucked into perfection. And I think that there is yeah. just an an ease to leading with taste, leading with silhouettes that are a little bit more relaxed. So I think mm-hmm. that's really, that that's kind, for is. me, what it right. is.
0: I think you articulate it better. I think it's an air of being relaxed and just being more at ease. Like that, those are the words. It's not like, not one's a better, one is not better than the other. It's just one seems like more appealing to me.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, and That's not that. Yeah. Okay. Let, but let's move on. Let's move on. Before we get into Gwyneth's interview with Brad Pitt, can I please talk yeah. to you about my obsession with near-death experiences? Because I want to make sure we get to this and it's going to be oh brief. Boy. I know you're already bored. No,
0: no. I'm actually excited about it. Let's go.
1: Okay. So I this will be brief, everyone, but I am now officially obsessed with, with near-death experiences. It's utterly fascinating to me and I know that honestly like any whatever follows after someone says you know me I'm a skeptic is usually just like oh great like yeah right, and it's like right, the right. worst Buckle way to up. begin yeah it's the worst yep. way to begin any sort of persuasive monologue but everyone you know me I'm a skeptic okay and I cannot tell you how profoundly interesting near-death experiences are to hear about. And I before before I've had certain experiences in my life, which I alluded to in the last podcast episode with plant medicine. I thought it was lights out after you know after it's all over. I'll just be upfront
0: about that. <laughs> oh my that. gosh! I just love also lights out. <laughs> Flip of a switch, like and for me, it was episode like, one fourteen. Lights out, bitch.
1: For me, it was like, for me, it was like, listen, nothing was going on before you were born. So that's Mm -hmm. what happens once you're dead. And that's, that's just the, where I operated from. Long story short, I've now had certain experiences that indicate to me that there is way more going on than we realize. Okay. I won't get deep into that. So, I talked to Ashley about this, our older sister, and she sent Mm -hmm. me this near death experience. She was like, I mean, she, Ashley is like PhD level in this stuff. So, she sent me this near death experience to listen to. And then I kind of got started watching a few more. And there's this doctor named Dr. Eben Eber, I think it's Eber Alexander. And let me tell you his pedigree here so you can know, you know, the level of person we're talking about. So Ibra Alexander III is an American neurosurgeon. He has taught and had appointments at Duke University Medical Center, Brigham Women's Hospital, University of Mass Medical School, University of Virginia School, Boston Children's Hospital. Um, A very, very serious person. Anyway. Proof of heaven. This is proof of heaven guy. Yeah. Okay. So he. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard of this book. He had a near-death experience, and before that, he okay. was completely an atheist. And mm-hmm. he literally—this is what's so fascinating about near-death experiences. Almost all of them are the same. Like that is what's okay. really spooky okay. about them. Like people across okay. languages, across cultures, they okay. all say virtually the exact same thing, which is, yeah. it, which is already pretty spooky.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally
1: they all describe like going through a tunnel. They all describe like this immense light and warmth and love and unconditional mm-hmm. love. And just like they describe, they describe things like you have to go watch and listen. Cause it just sounds so profound. Okay. I'm just, I'm okay. just really not doing it any of it justice, but a lot of them describe being led through like led into the next life by a deceased family member. And this guy, his guide, when he had his near death experience near-death experience was this blonde woman who he said was so beautiful super hot yeah some blonde <laughs> and,
0: trick <laughs> yeah exactly you lost and, me there when he was like led <laughs> into the afterlife by some like some freaking bimbo well i say okay, this is so the- someone who's dying her hair more blonde in three days so okay okay
1: so he comes back and and someone his someone in his family sends him a photo of his aunt who had died before he was ever born. And he said that okay. was exactly <gasps> the woman.
0: No way. Yeah. yeah. So I just Pretty, bought it on Amazon as you were speaking. I was also reading the reviews.
1: It's really, really cool. And it's really cool. I mean, there's this one woman who was burning alive. That's right, the one okay. my sister sent Super me, cool. Ashley. And okay. she describes... You know, like, everyone talks about, like, they basically say you go out through the top of your head. You, like, your consciousness oh gosh, crazy. gets sucked out and okay. you hover above your body and you feel this immense relief that you're no longer, like, in your body. Like, yeah. and anyway, it's just very interesting like the the combination of the similar qualities of all these stories there's this one where near that near-death experience where the you know the lady gave the same story as everyone else went through the tunnel uh-huh. you know went into the realm of like beautiful white light and she said she like was with other people there essentially like other souls and she said she was like talking to two souls and they were like one of the girls was like yeah i'm about to be born like talking about like c- coming, yeah Whoa. and like wow and like one was like you know they all describe a life review where you look at your life and you yeah. look at your life not only through your eyes but the eyes of everyone around you so you feel wow. what they were experiencing yeah. and and a lot of people say like you know, they're told you're, it's not your time yet. You have to go back and they mm-hmm. don't want to go back. And it's just really, really cool. And wow. that's all. like, I mean, a lot of these ones we're watching, literally the person is talking in German and it's like being translated. Like these are this really is experiences so, across cultures. Yeah. Have you read the book? I think you should watch some YouTube videos because they're all pretty similar. And just, I love going to sleep, listening to a listening to a near-death experience because it's just so like comforting and wonderful to hear about and anyway I just it's been kind of life-changing for me to yeah to listen to these and to watch them so that is my plug for near-death experiences on YouTube enjoy everyone
0: thank you I'm excited I'm gonna dig in I yeah I'm gonna read the book because I I mean I am fascinated by this type of stuff so I'm here for it I recently read a book called Signs, The Magic of the Universe I think that's it. Yeah. It's called Signs. And my friend Kate recommended it to me. And I really, really liked it. So I feel like this is along that same line. Cool. I mean,
1: I think there's just a lot happening that we're not aware of. There's so much beyond what we can perceive. True. Also, a shout out to plant medicine stuff. There's a new documentary coming out on Netflix called How to Change Your Mind. So yeah. I'm very excited to watch that. I think it's July 15th yeah. that comes out. So anyone okay. who's interested in in that stuff, yeah, it's something to definitely plan on watching. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all. That's all. Okay. That's All for the wacky that. spiritual stuff. Very What woo-woo. a beautiful
0: journey you've taken us on, my woo woo yes. sister.
1: Okay, let's do the let's talk about the Gwyneth Paltrow Brad Pitt interview because Chandler this for me read like an onion article and I would like to read it together. It's not that long. Oh,
0: yes. Let's abs- I w- yes, I would love to read it together because it's almost hard to convey some things in here.
1: How absurd this entire yeah, article. Yeah, especially is. Okay, let's just yeah, first okay. of all, let's just say the title is Gwyneth and Brad Pitt on Bruce Paltrow and the cashmere shirt that inspired a business. So Brad Pitt mm-hmm. had started a flannel shirt Brand
0: line. The world did not need.
1: Not only do they not need more flannel shirts, but they definitely don't need flannel shirts priced at a cool two thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so you you can buy one of these shorts, or you can buy a car. That's really what we're talking yeah. about here.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's okay, literally so. a month of rent.
1: For so, Yeah, in New York. Okay, so. The Goop article starts, for for a holistic healer turned Brad Pitt's business partner, Sat Hari Khalsa, the journey to entrepreneurship was, in her own words, divinely driven. In October 2018, she says, I had a dream where Brad was telling me that he wanted more softness in his life, more green cashmere, she explains. Coincidentally, Pitt had said that exact thing to a stylist just two days prior. What? What? More
0: softness, more I'm sorry. green cashmere. <laughs> Especially <Yeah. laughs> that specific
1: color, like more green cashmere. More green. <laughs> it's... Talk about woo woo. Okay, listen, I've got I've got cashmere in every color up to my eyeballs, except for green. <laughs> I need more green cashmere, Diane.
0: <gasps> um, oh my gosh, like, more softness in his life.
1: Like okay. We thought that skincare celebrities were straining credulity right, with their tales right. of not being able to find the specific formula that that they were looking for. But now we're treat- we're treated to this. So
0: Can, I, can to- I give you a small challenge? Can you try to get through an episode without straining credulity? I'm sorry, but it just fits. So it's a perfectly crutch. For this. It's a crutch for you. It's a crutch. It's not so a crutch. It's, it's a crutch. actually a beautiful it's a phrase.
1: It's a beautiful <laughs> phrase, and I don't think people are complaining about my <laughs> turn of phrase. Okay, except for you. Um. Okay. Moving along. Inspired by this vision, Sad Hari set out to make her friend a cashmere button-up based on one she had been given by a client almost a decade earlier. Okay, so great. We're already copying something. Mm-hmm. I knew that these shirts existed, but they weren't exactly, of course, they weren't exactly what I wanted, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Find them again," she says. So I called around to all the fashion houses. I'm sorry, but fashion houses to make a flannel shirt.
0: Dior, it's- Dolce and Gabbana, make me this fl- green flannel shirt
1: to see if somebody can make a cashmere shirt in time for Christmas. And basically, everyone said no.
0: <laughs> in time <I'm-> for Christmas, <laughs> Brad Pitt needs his Christmas orange and green cashmere shirt. I'm so sorry. Please. As we're putting together
1: haute couture, you know. These beautifully hand-done gowns and clothing for our global clientele. We can't go to Joanne's Fabric and stitch together a flannel shirt for Brad Pitt. I don't Uh -uh. think so. This is Uh -uh. all such BS. Okay. It goes on. Then one day, a friend put her in touch with a cashmere manufacturer she met at a meditation course. Course. Of course, This The same manufacturer, as it turns out, had also made the OG shirt from all those years ago. The shirt was produced, Pitt loved it, and the pair started planning how to build a business out of it. I kept getting all these green lights. It was like, almost like God was saying, yes, this is what you need to do.
0: So God does not hard. care. God does not care about your green cashmere shirt.
1: Honestly, it's like Ukraine, climate change, all the mm. stuff North going Korea. on. China The like, Uyghurs the, the global devastation Like all Everything that's going on In this world And really God's got his mind On more green cashmere For Brad Pitt We need <laughs> a softness. flannel line
0: I need By someone By Christmas
1: I need someone In the spirit realm To transmit to Sat Hari <laughs> That this is what we need This is what we need more of This is her mission A line of flannel shirts Should she choose to accept it <laughs> She needs to, someone sent her a sign. (laughs) Honestly, I spent days days on that. (laughs) I kept being Um, shown how to do the snaps, how to cut every single gemstone so that it wouldn't break, how to cover them with enamel. Each shirt has hand-cut gemstone snaps, seven down the front, representing the chakras, and 11 total, which is the number of mastery in numerology. I mean, we are getting into just like gobbledygook this is like celebrities cr- had some sort of summit they're like how can we set our money on fire like mm-hmm, how can mm-hmm.
0: we literally <laughs> just <laughs> set our
1: we, money on fire
0: we need to burn as much cash as possible like we have already
1: bought everything so now we just need to start literally burning our money how just can to we feel do that? something yeah <laughs> She Ugh. even found labels and hang tags made from recycled me- re- materials. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm pretty sure like my friend who has a, as a brand has labels and hang tags made from recycled mm-hmm. materials. You can buy recycled materials from Michaels so that the entire product, not just the ethically shorn cashmere, is more sustainable. The result is a gorgeous heirloom quality garment that fits impeccably. I just want to make sure that it cannot fit just anybody, but any body, says Sat Hari, and will last forever. Oh my gosh! Okay,
0: I know I just went on a little bit of a rant with Gwyneth about how much I love her, but like this is where she always loses me.
1: It's just it's unrelatability to a tone deaf
0: level, like that is beyond. It's beyond one comprehension. Thing, it's one thing to schlep a, c- a candle that smells like your vagina and be cheeky, but like a two thousand dollar shirt, cashmere shirt to the also flannel like flannels,
1: a work are what shirt. we would call yeah, a work shirt. It is mm-hmm. the blue-collar sartorial mm-hmm. choice, mm-hmm. not to you know. That's that's just what it is. Like denim is also from the same right. sartorial lexicon. So, Ugh, I, insufferable. I just think, I just think that it's abs- It's just absolutely uh, so okay. absurd. Okay, so let's talk about the inter, the actual interview between Gwyneth and Brad. Yeah, they they interweave talk about Bruce Paltrow in this interview, and. Yeah no offense to the late bruce paltrow who is now a spirit in the spirit realm in the white light who's gone through the tunnel but i will say that it's a little that
0: part's a little snoozy so we're not going inter- to yeah. interweave it's, the father's day pr stuff it's a little ham-fisted i'm not gonna lie it's like we started this shirt business and you know the whole reason why i you know knew anything about cashmere was because of your dad yeah it's just I'm a like, little okay. dumb yeah
1: so this is some funny part. So she asks how he met Sat Hari and mm-hmm. he's and he says that he was at his of course sculptor Thomas Hajago's studio and she was coming by to give him weekly health drips.
0: No he idea what a health drip one. is. It's It's like an an IV thing.
1: It's the NID thing that everyone's doing these days. Once
0: again, how do I light my money on fire?
1: (laughs) He says, I got in line for one and we just immediately got on and it became a normal thing. Okay, so then she asked him how the business started. And he says that, you know, this health dripper said that she'd had a dream. And Mm -hmm. in the dream that Brad had said that he needed more softness in his life. And he said, I literally said to someone... Just the other day that I wanted more softness. I mean, do you, who speaks in such esoteric terms?
0: Honestly, I bet Chandler, Brad Pitt does.
1: Chandler, honestly, this morning, I'm not doing good. I just I just want more softness in my life. It's you know? so true. So There's true
0: so many definitely. sharp edges around me. There seriously are.
1: Okay, so let's see here.
0: So that part's a little woo-woo.
1: Okay, this is another hilarious part. So she's asking about the specific patterns of the shirts. And mm-hmm. he's like... We spend all day with colors and threads. And we argue over what kind of red to use. You know, I want a little more tomato. She wants a little more berry. I usually get my way because she's really kind. But she's pulled out some good ones that I would never come up with. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just sorry. Like, really? We're talking about flannel shirts.
0: I usually get my way because I have all the
1: money. I'm sorry. But this is just like... I wanted more tomato. She wants a little more berry. It It's just absurd. It's absurd that Brad Pitt is talking about flannel shirts like a sommelier would talk about wine. It's Literally. just, it's all
0: BS. Okay, so then another good part. This says, I think there's an opportunity for you guys to fill this hole because there are beautiful luxury <laughs> cashmere brands, but there's nothing rock and roll about them. There's the space for a little bit of a cooler, a little bit more rugged, super luxury cashmere for cool, gorgeous guys no uh, no 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 the market is not missing you know there's this is not white space no one cares we don't I don't need my luxury cashmere brands to be rock and roll too
1: also isn't their best made best made has has been doing mm-hmm. like luxury rich yeah. guy flannels since
0: yeah for a while I don't know if that, I don't know they're like luxury luxury maybe she's the luxury Gwyneth thinks about and the luxury we think about are different yeah but, I'm sure it's yeah. not tomato tomato Yeah, tomato or tomato threads a little more berry, a little more tomato. We argue all day. It's just like, I don't know. I love you guys, Brad Pitt, but I also, I hate Brad Pitt.
1: <laughs> go read this article. It's hilarious. It reads like an Onion article, and I will be Wait, truly floored if any of you drop almost three We need to talk about, they... like, there
0: are a few little cute parts. We should talk about okay, that. Okay, what? When she says, okay, so, I, I don't know if you knew this. We should do a deep dive on their relationship, but they were together for a long time, like, three years engaged they were engaged yeah they were they dated for two years and then were engaged and then so i i just think like okay if i would literally reconnect with my ex that i was with for three years like it's a pretty intense ex so i think this there's a sweeter moment in the interview that i will just quickly recap where she says i finally found the brad i was supposed to marry it just took me 20 years and he says it's lovely to have you as a friend now and she says it is and he says i do love you and she says i love you so much pretty pretty cute Yeah, that is
1: that is very very cute. I would be interested into like how much they actually interact. I don't. I guess you know. I guess probably not a ton, but they
0: probably just have like great fondness for each other.
1: Yeah. No, that is sweet. That is sweet. I mean, can you imagine just being some of the two best looking people on earth in the prime of your lives?
0: Brad Pitt referred to her in 1996 when he won the Best Supporting Like Actor Golden Globe. He referred to her as his angel and the love of his life.
1: I mean they had a very sweet love the halcyon days that Gwyneth Paltrow has been able to enjoy dating Brad Pitt in the prime Mm -hmm. of her life the prime of his life this is not you know dating an age still hot Brad Pitt no it is it is legends of the fall Brad Pitt like in her oh and then I mean, and then she was on to Coldplay superstar. Mm-hmm, Not that yeah. I think Chris Martin is honestly like the hottest, but I do think that dating the musician superstar of your time is also would just be so incredibly epic.
0: Yeah. Yep. I mean, <sighs> Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt also an incredible. Life. Brad Pitt defend like f- confronted Harvey Weinstein on her yeah. behalf. Like, I think they actually had a pretty clean breakup, too, where it was just like I was just too young to be like getting married. Like, I think she was oh, 22. Interesting. Yeah, oh, I don't think there was much. really any like nefarious things, which is, I don't know. It makes me like really like Brad Pitt as a guy because it wasn't like oh. he cheated on her, you know.
1: I just wonder what do you think that's the conversation was in the spirit realm about Gwyneth Paltrow was like, okay, so, okay, so we have you here, you're going to go down to earth, your mission is to lead this refugee group, you know, Mm -hmm. to a new village. Hey, mm-hmm. you soul over there, you're gonna go down, you're gonna screw Brad Pitt in his prime, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're going to, you know. Have two beautiful just,
0: children with arguably one of like the biggest pop stars of our time.
1: You're gonna build this house in Montecito that leaves everyone with a pool of of spittle. Of spittle it's in gonna front gonna of have them after a, they walk, spa, watch the YouTube video.
0: Uh, yeah, it's gonna have a spa akin to, you know, Grecian gods in the basement. I just um, feel like all the
1: souls would. I, it's very. I, your I would parents like to see are the, going
0: to be famous actors. I you would will, just like yeah. to
1: know how that all went down.
0: You know, have we how talked we choose about our missions?
1: I'm choosing too, a different mission next
0: time. Me too. Same girl. Same. After I saw a dead rat on the street today. Same.
1: I'm choosing a f- um, a, f- a five star mission next time. Okay. Okay, but moving on from Gwyneth, another big thing happened this week. Or recent another big thing happened recently, which was Amber Heard's interview with Savannah Guthrie. <sighs> Chandler, let's just talk on this briefly.
0: Savannah Guthrie
1: does not hold back. No. Savannah Guthrie is quite savage in this interview. And I think that she knew that I think she I think she was playing to the public's interest, which is that she yeah. knew that people would be furious with her if she didn't go hard enough right. on Amber. Right. Did you have any key takeaways? Other than the major um, gaffe.
0: I'm kind of shocked that this interview happened so quickly. I mm. thought like we could have a little bit more dust settling, but maybe not. I also think it's interesting that this interview comes out. We also get photos of her shopping at TJ Maxx. Did you see that?
1: Oh, no, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go look it up.
1: Okay. I'm going to look it up right now.
0: There's clearly a, a little bit of a campaign to show, you know, her life now and what she's doing to you know fix it i guess like going on this is so wild honestly know, right? i'm actually
1: shocked shocked i know i know that she's in that's, these
0: photos at tj maxx that's why it feels like an act to me a little bit
1: which tj like, maxx was she in was she in the one in like new Is there one in new york
0: i think she lived there's in like California. a marshall's in new
1: york i know Okay, in the ha- she was at a TJ Maxx in the Hamptons. Okay, okay, that makes a difference. If she was in the TJ Maxx in Yucca Valley, California, mm-hmm. right. that would be depressing. But she's at the TJ Maxx in the Hamptons, so I probably know, maybe, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I would have sent someone in to to you know do my bidding and get me my you know Paris Hilton perfume or you know slides that you can buy at TJ Maxx. Like I just I would not be caught dead in there if I was like. There's, it feels a little bit sus to me. Like,
1: she, like do you think she's trying to get public sympathy? Yeah. Well, I don't think that's going to work. Listen, bitch, everyone makes a quick jaunt to Marshalls. That actually can be part right. of a very delightful day, perusing TJ Maxx, perusing mm-hmm. Marshalls. That, Especially, Absolutely. like, if you're doing it during daylight hours, you're just flexing that you still won't have a 9 to 5. Like, come mm-hmm. on, girl.
0: Okay, well, let's get into the interview. Yeah. I thought the most interesting part was at the very end. Okay. When Savannah asked her if she, you know, how she says, you know, you talked about how you still have love for Johnny. Is that still true? And she's she just like doubles down. and was like, absolutely. I still have a lot of love for this man. Like I, I, that was just like that blew my mind.
1: To me, that didn't blow my mind at all. I think that if you've ever had a star burn so if you've ever had a flame burn so bright, I don't think I think it's pretty hard to just blow it out completely. I just can't, I
0: just can't figure her out. I can't figure out what her, what her end game is.
1: I think her end game is to somehow rehabilitate her life, which has been completely like, you know, which is in complete yeah.
0: tatters. Yeah, but like, yeah. Yeah. What did you think was interesting for the interview?
1: I just thought her gaffe about when, let me, let me pull up the audio. The death lawyer said, called your testimony the performance of a lifetime. And said you were acting. What do you say to that?
0: Says the lawyer for the man who convinced the world he had scissors for fingers. I'm the performer.
1: I mean, no one thought that Johnny Depp actually had scissors for fingers like tim burton's right, right. aesthetic is not r- a realist aesthetic that was it's not like, was like is it a painting term. or is it a photograph that was bizarre
0: yeah also like maybe she'd practice that line like maybe
1: that oh was, like, of course a she thing, had
0: you know yeah i like, think like, it, it came across can can as like there yeah it was a
1: canned thing that just didn't land and just also- was really awkward
0: yeah thought the interview itself was kind of awkward like there were some bad like cuts where I was like hey, clearly this went off the rails here
1: well and I just think that she struck the exact same tone as when she was testifying and honestly her facial expressions all of that stuff it didn't seem like oh this is a new authentic voice for mm-hmm. Amber she's speaking in a different way she is there's something we're really gaining here I mean if you watched six days of her on the stand like we
0: did there really it was really kind of nothing new Hmm. yeah absolutely same same indignance, same tone. Savannah just goes hard also about the pledge thing and the ACLU. Yeah. You know. One thing that
1: apparently Savannah's husband was paid to consult with Johnny Depp or something. There's some sort of weird conflict of interest. Oh, yeah. Which
0: okay. did you see that? No, but that's bizarre. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people were saying that she should not even be allowed to do the interview because there was that conflict Mm. of interest. Yeah. So anyway, ready for this case to be out of our lives. Yeah. Los Santo Amber, you know, good luck. God bless. Godspeed over this case. Okay, so I do want to talk to everyone about our Royals deep dive because Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest. It's really good. Like, it's really, really good. It's really good. It's a very, very good good deep dive. Like, that's it. Uh That's all there is to say. We are are doing at least a 10-part series on the Royals on Patreon, dropping at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Also, I want to say that it is not what we're doing on Patreon. It is not recapping The Crown. It is not rehashing what you already know about the Royals. What I'm doing is reading this book by Tina Brown called The Palace Papers, which in parts is very boring. There's it's very dense. There's lots of history, and parts is very boring. So what I'm doing yeah. is I'm, is I'm sifting out all the juicy tidbits that are that I had never heard before. As someone who yeah. follows the royals obsessively, yeah, and I'm giving we're recapping those kind of unknown secrets. Yeah, so. That is our plug. Highly recommend signing up for the Patreon, the $7.99 tier. That's where all the exclusive episodes are so that you can listen to that series, which I think is going to be really, really juicy. The first episode yeah. already was was really great. Yeah. Not very good.
0: Horns. Not to tutor on horn. Yes. It's amazing. Lauren does a very good job of summarizing and really only giving us like the most scintillating bits. So. Thank enemy. you. Also, um, you
1: guys, the giveaway is still going. We have not had that many entries. So it's a $500 shopping spree giveaway. So what we ask, Chandler,
0: do you want to do the the rundown? What we ask. I will do the rundown. What we ask is that you post about our podcast on your story with a link to your favorite episode. Tag us, obviously. And we just hope that you would, you know, share this podcast already because you love it. One disclaimer, though, is that you we ask that you don't put that this is a giveaway on there because it tends to negate any you know credibility things can have. So just don't mention
1: that it's a giveaway. And then yeah, put a link to one of your favorite episodes and that you love the pod on your stories. Tag us so we can so we see it and we'll respond saying that we saw it and you'll you'll be entered into our five hundred dollars shopping spree giveaway for for June. Mm-hmm. Um, my kit my remodel is happening tomorrow. I'm really excited. New wow, colors are going huge. in. So yeah. exciting. I'm super excited. I've just been all over the place getting this apartment put together. I had an electrician here till nine o'clock last night, but it's finally coming together. You've
0: been putting out fires all day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's finally coming. That was Chandler's reference of Sutton. It's finally coming together and I'm really excited. So, So anyway, I need to go find a black water faucet. So I've got things to do. I got to go. Okay. All right. Well, it's been fun, Chan. Love chatting on our podcast together. And we will catch everyone next week. Bye. Yes. Yeah, see you then. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget. Give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pop Apologists, And we will see you next week. Live every Wednesday.